the Billowing Hilltop Podcast. I'm here with everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello. We've got to keep our voices down because Sorry. we mustn't be discovered. We are in the mansion of Eligos. Now, we have made a couple of jokes recently about how we couldn't afford to record our show in the actual even star, build our own even star, because we were out of money. And then it occurred to me, Paul, do you know what occurred to me? What? It's all imaginary. So I just imagined that we had the money. <laughs> yeah. And as a result... I've been able to build the entire thing. And because I'm doing the voice of Bonce Bomper Ompa Ah, Elagos's elderly servant, I basically yeah. am Bonce Bomper Ompa Ah. Awesome. Well, why not? What do you think of the gear? Not bad. Shoes maybe a bit well, much. Well, you look like him. I do look a bit like him. And I can do the voice and everything. Anyway, as a result of being Bonce Bomper Ompa Ah, I've got the keys to Elagos's mansion. We can go anywhere we want. And I thought I could take you up on the roof of her mansion. We could have a bit of a look at the even star that we've built up on the roof. Right. And I'm just going to show you some of the highlights. Does that sound like a good idea? Sounds great. Cracking. Okay, just follow me. Everybody keep their voices down because the characters themselves are in Eligos's study and that's just going to be below us. So whatever you do, we mustn't be heard. Imagine the crushing psychological blow that it would be for Alessandra to discover that all of her thoughts and deeds were controlled by Paul. <laughs> Can you imagine anything so awful? That destroying. Never recover from that. They're chatting away down there, and she may summon me back as Bonds, in which case I'm going to have to run off. But let's hope we get a couple of seconds. Okay, off we go. Okay, so how are we? Wow, it's, it's really lovely out here, and you can it's see... a model. Let me just <laughs> take you quickly. Let me take you around the, the points of the compass. If we can, yeah, keep your voices down. So if you look north, that big building, that imposing building, that's the Cathedral of Ord. Mm. You can see the docks behind them, the midnight docks. That's where the Soddenhold warehouse mm. was. Right. Mm -hmm. And then on the left, that rumble you can hear and that kind of cloud of vapour, those are the falls of farewell. So those are the falls of the Emma Water as they crash over the barrier cliffs down towards the lands that wait. Right. If we keep going around to the east, just a little bit, you can see the keep, Evenstar Keep. At the top there, that's the star that gives Evenstar its name, the beacon at the top of Evenstar Keep. Some people believe that that is a powerful magical enchantment that protects the city. Many people see it as a, as a sort of beacon of hope and light. You can see it on the evening horizon if you're out in the wilderness. If you keep going round, you can see the spire. That's the sorcerer's spire that sits out on an island out in the Emmerwater River. That's the, the Wizards University. And behind that, you can see that smudge on the horizon. That's the Newell Mountains. Ooh. Right. If we keep going round, he turn round a little bit. Now, you have to step past that tree, um, Paul. Yes, careful. Yes, yes, yes. That's Resined there. So all that low area of the city beneath you, that's Resined. That's that's where the mind flare was. That the Temple of Tange is that big building that mm -hmm. the, that looms over all of the others. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Jesus Christ. What's that? I'm really sorry. That's um, bag of bells. That's oh. I'm, I'm just trying to prove. I thought you'd been warned about that. Yeah, I, no, I, yeah. Every, I just, everybody just, everybody just. I think we got away with it. Anyway, sorry, where was I? Oh yes. So if we keep going round, we look out to the west, see over the city walls, over the cliffs, over the barrier cliffs, the lands that wait are over there. I mean, they are miles below us, but they stretch out unknowably far off to the west, and just there. Just inside the walls, you can see straight to the west, that's the stadium. That's the great stadium of Evenstar. What's the thing right. to the ah. to the left of the stadium? The dog stair and the dog gate. Well, the history of Evenstar is that there was a great battle 595 years ago when there was an incursion by the, the denizens of the land that wait, trying to invade the city. They climbed up something called the dog stair which is a set of stairs that are carved into the face of the barrier cliffs. And at the point where that stair reaches the top of the cliffs at the edge of the city, there was a great battle. 
The night before the battle, the lone defenders of the city broke bread together, the Staff of Life, and that is why they're called the Order of the Broken Staff. And they fought back that incursion, and now they've built what's called the Dog Gate in order to protect the city from any further incursions from there. Right. Mm -hmm. Does no one um, go down and explore the lands that wait? Occasionally, griffin riders from Mountain Gate run patrols two, three, four hundred feet down the face of the cliffs, but nobody goes out into the lands that wait anymore. It's just too dangerous. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And what's the big building just to our right before we get to Cloak and Dagger? If you're looking out towards the keep and that building that sits in a square just below it, Mm -hmm. that is Nine Deep's Gate. So that is the gate, it's the choke point, the control point, in the way down into the dunge. The Uh Nine Deeps is is how they often refer to the great labyrinths and halls below our very feet. Right. Mm. Ah, I can hear, I think I can hear, yeah, I can, can you, yes, Elegos is calling me, I'm going to have to slip back into character. Quickly, let's go then. Thanks for listening, uh, everybody. Thanks, readers. It's good for every now and again, you can see where all of your money is spent. (laughs) (laughs) due to the unique way that this podcast is funded we can build these entire imaginary cities and take you on adventures in them i won't trouble you any further i've got no news you can find us on facebook you can find us on twitter at billowing hilltop you could email us at hello at billowinghilltop.com and paul will print your email out fold it into a hat and wear it out in the street near his house That's it. We have no other news. So let's push on with episode 51 of the Billowing Hilltop podcast, Get Off of My Cloud. How how do we get out of here? I was visited by the FID, the Fédération Internationale de Damage, in the week. Uh Uh-oh. I have a confession to make. Uh. Uh, I was audited, and it turns out that I made a mistake with the lightning bolts um, that Bugraft and Parker were hit with. <clears throat> D6s? D6s, yeah, yeah, D8s. yeah. Rookie, it's just my old, it's my old first edition, like always was. Well, anyway, the um, I did the math. So basically, uh, I made a note here. Um, I re-rolled the damage. But I, I mean, they, but there's a, there was a fine, a small fine, um, and then a, a brief... <laughs> <laughs> a brief painful punishment they made me stand they made me stand in barefoot on a set of d4 ouch um yeah could not so now imagine I'm, anything worse yeah i now know I, yeah i know what 10 d4 piercing damage feels like now like um personally the um uh, the damage um you need to give yourself self some hit points back yeah parker you get 14 hit points back Ooh. and bugraft you get two hit points back oh that's a bit of a, that could be a bit of a game changer well it back might in the game. game yeah well you don't get many back bugger off because you didn't in take game much damage in the first place uh good evening everybody good evening evening. good evening tr- good, good evening, evening. time good evening tron time <laughs> uh where where are we oh yeah okay so it's going to be lucas paul or graham to do the recap in that order d6 uh, rolling a six, it is Graham. Would you be so kind as to just quickly paint the picture for the reader? Yeah, for Hello, the reader. good evening, reader. Good evening, reader. Take your usual seat. Okay, so the Naga appeared, cast the lightning bolt. Then we fought yeah. that for a bit. Yeah. And this kind of, um, I don't know, uh, an aberration of some description. Yes. Was summoned by a um, 
Yes, some sort of female summoner in the furthest chamber from us. I think Bugraft saw that. Yeah. And this uh, this creature appeared out of the, um, maybe out of the ground. It was hard to tell. Yeah, Bugraft didn't certainly... really see it appear because he was hiding around a corner. corner. Um, anyhow, so that's up at the top of, uh, up in the big cave with the water, we have Bugraft and uh, Parker having defeated the yeah. Naga now dealing with the aberration. In the um, passageway leading into that chamber, we have all of the rest of the heroes, yeah, more or less, sort of making their way forward, um, trying to, with, yeah. trying to, with a stinking cloud, I think, uh, in the raised platform where there were some possibly drow who had been shooting us with bows, poison. Yeah, I, they're they're sort of very they they were. <laughs> They resemble some of the some of the their characteristics are very drow like, mm. but you they don't yeah I don't know that we've had a very clear um no you haven't had a very clear them. look yeah exactly uh, I think Burple climbed up and attacked one and climbed down again using his I did, a, um, I did my rope thing yeah I did my um uh, stinking cloud didn't I out there you did yeah, a stinking, the stinking cloud, cloud then you climbed up and attacked one I think you're the only person biff. that's been upstairs with a smoke right. biff. In the passageway is Sessions and other Sessions, uh, making our way slowly forward. And Alessandra has now yeah. entered the big cave and is engaging, I think, with the cloudy thing. That's roughly where we were. For the reader, very quickly, we've got two large caverns that we've established next to each other, like a, an eight on its side or, I don't know, or a pair of glasses or something. One of them has got Parker and Alessandra and Bugraft in it, and they were being attacked. They were fighting a Naga, and now they are. There's a weird, some weird aberration that's been summoned, as Graham put it, as it's now kind of bothering. The other chamber, the the, the left hand side of our sideways eight, is sort of unexplored, but Bugraft knows that there are these strange creatures in there. And then there's a passage leading up to the right hand one of our large caverns that all of the other characters are in, making their way up. And where we left things, this strange aberrant organism that had been seemingly brought into being or dragged from the other side of the Great Divide or whatever, seems to have either emitted or transformed itself into a cloud of yellowish evil mist that has wibbled its way round and has settled itself over Parker. That was where we left things. And Parker, nothing happens as a result of it settling over you, if you are indeed the real Parker. <laughs> we're, not... st- we're still on that one. Well, I mean, I mean that's what you would say. <laughs> so we can pick things up, in fact, with the internet sensation, the world's most famous hobbit that thinks he's a dwarf. <laughs> Uncle Buggy on seventeen. What would you like to do? Yes, that's, uh, right. Um, Uncle Buggy. This cloud has come into the, the kind of chamber next to the pool where you are, where the Naga was, and it's settled over. It's picked Parker. It's not picked you. If, to be honest, I'd known if we'd played Princes of the Apocalypse before um, this <laughs> happened, then it, <laughs> it might have gone, gone for, for Bugraft. Might have gone for you, but uh, you know. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. It, right, the Naga disappeared. Yeah. So the Naga, it seemed to, it, maybe it hissed something. Yeah. And then it just went and vanished. Yes. Well, with uh, how many That's years? Quite D&D? Good I'd say about 42 years of D&D experience. I would say that it's not able to teleport, which means that it's gone invisible and done a misty step. 
within 30 feet. Dimension door. Um, Why not just go invisible? Because it didn't have many hit points left and it didn't like being next to us and maybe wanted to get away from this roiling mass of... I think we'd have had it next round. ...smoke. So, I have uh, a fairy fire, but if you don't think it's still there, I won't bother. Hmm. I, I think the, um... I think the Naga's here somewhere. Uh, Mike, can I get any sort of perception check? Is it in the waterfall or in the water? You want to reach out with your senses, see if you can just... Well, so you've kind of got this th- theory that it's invisible and it's near you, and you want to just sort of check around you to see. Yeah, give me a perception check. I don't want to spend a round doing it, but it's just... Okay, so... Of, okay, like, well, if I mean, it's I'll in the water, then. there would be a hole in the water, wouldn't there? I mean, it's a great big thing. You don't know that... You don't know that it... Unless it had... You, c- you can't imagine that a, a giant, great, invisible naga like that would... I mean, you don't know. Misty I mean, Step is a, a bonus action, so it could be that. Yes. I mean, if it had Misty Stepped under the water, then potential. Anyway, why don't you roll a perception check? And let's just see what number you get, and then you can derive whatever, you know. And a, a 13. 13. You, nothing, imme- nothing immediately presents itself to you as suspicious. Right, is there a waterfall against the wall to the... No, it seems to be like an aquifer. It's like this water is bubbling up into the pool from below you and then overspilling the pool and running off in a stream across the, the base of the cavern and off into the rock. Right. Do, you, do I think if the Anarcha was somewhere in the water that it would be quite obvious to see or... If it was not, not, if it was invisible, not. If it was invisible, no. If it was visible, then yes, you don't get... Uh, you don't think... I mean, you've got a light spell, so I mean, there's a bit of reflection off the surface. But I think a big creature like that, you'd see it, unless the unless it had travelled very, very fast, very deep. Yeah. If your question is, can you see it below the surface? You know, in the sort of ten feet, twenty feet that you might be able to illuminate with your light spell, the answer is you can't see it. Right. Okay, that's annoying. All right, I'm I going mean, to. There's only so much you can kind of do for free in terms of scanning. If I moved into the water, I could bump into it, though, wouldn't I? Yes. You don't know how deep the water is, but yes. To be honest, I don't know how the deep, deep the water is. <laughs> okay, I'm going to bash this uh, thing with my uh, the boiling massive whatever. You're going to ma- bash the the cloud. The cloud. Is it look bashable? Okay. Well, you'll find out. I'll bash it with the frost brand. Rolling a twenty-two. Twenty-two. Well, you you successfully hit the cloud. Do you want to roll your damage on the cloud? I roll seven points of damage. Yep. Okay. Uh, no, fourteen points of damage. Two of which is cold. Yep. Okay. Does it seem to do anything? The cloud itself does not seem to be particularly interested in what you've just done. It's like you've waved, waggled your axe around in a in a sort of uh, cloud of green, yellowy green mist. There's no form in the cloud. It's just no, no. It's like a, it's like a cloud vapor. So basically, like vapor. Any damage. Well, you don't know, but I mean, you don't. It's rather difficult to tell either way. It's not like there's a creature in there that's surrounded by the mist, and I've just been waving in the mist. There's nothing. No, you inside. don't get the sense that there's anything more substantial to it than than what you saw. All right. Well, I'm and then I'm moving away from the cloud. Presumably it doesn't get an attack opportunity. No, it's a cloud. It doesn't seem to have <laughs> anything like that attack. Um, no. So I'm moving into the water eastwards, and I'm just trying Jumping to... Jumping in. Ju- yeah, moving around, trying to hit something, if, it, if there's anything yeah. in the water. Yeah. Um, I mean, the water is not 
only two feet deep. I mean, it's like when you jump into the water, uh, can you swim? I no idea. Right. Um, I think we need to establish that. Well, he that. can't drown. <laughs> no, you can't drown. You could basically live down there <laughs> the way that the drowning rules work. You could live down there quite comfortably for the, probably the, the, the bulk of this session. I'm thinking that the pool is about 10 feet deep, bug raft. Yep. So if you jump in, you sort of go boom, and then you're, you, know, you hear the cavitation and bubbles around you as you sink, unless you choose to try and sort of splash and doggy paddle yourself at the surface. What would you like to do? I'm just jumping in and trying to... Sinking. Fight, there's, yeah. light at, there's light at the bottom of the pool, Buckraft. Right? Once you're in the, the water, when you're no longer using the light... When your light spell is no longer bouncing off the surface, yes, you realise that there is, a, there is a, a little bit of glowing from the bottom of the pool. Um, the, there's a, it looks like there's some sort of phosphorescence, um, but there's also a couple of other little bright kind of green glimmers at the at the base of the um at the base of the pool which you're sort of sinking towards i think we pick you up i think that i think that's, that's oh, a pretty decent go it, but there's nothing there's no naga in there i would have hit it no naga no nothing nothing at all purple will step we can't see the guys on the top i'm assuming just, just no you can't you know yeah, that you i mean my memory i don't know how you would know this but two of them were were retching and affected by your cloud and one of them was able to sort of p- pinged a couple of pinged a shot at disadvantage at you if you recall and yes. hit you actually amazingly uh so i'm going to move forwards about 15 feet and i'm going yeah. to do dissonant whispers on that cloud Okay, so you want me to make a saving throw? Uh, yes, please. Wisdom, wisdom DC 14. Or take 7. Otherwise, save to half. Okay, rolling some dice. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Yep, okay. Um, I mean, I don't know how much... How to narrate this. I mean, uh, you don't know mm. if anything uh, at all happened. It would be happened. 3 points if it's saved. If okay. it fails, it has to also move away from me using its reaction. Well, that is quite a good little bit of kind of forensic work, isn't it? But yes. it doesn't use its reaction to move away from you. Yeah, so it take, maybe takes three points of damage unless it's immune somehow. Yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, we, again, it's not been firmly established if this cloud is it or is something that it has emitted. Right. Because it, the moment of cloud creation was not witnessed. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. I think I was relatively clear last time that you heard the sound of you had a weird sound. I did say you heard the sound like impossible to describe, but something like deliquescence, sublimation, something like something solid t- turning into liquid. So it could be that this thing has changed itself into a cloud and has come burbling in to get you. But equally, it could be that this thing has emitted a cloud. You wouldn't know because nobody can see where this thing but was. But the cloud is moving under control. The cloud seems to be moving around and it does seem to have picked Parker. Right. Yes. Right. Um, <laughs> Alessandra. Well. Tonight's beer is Astrid from Thornbridge. I've had it before. It's very good. Attractive purple can, Paul. Well, that makes it taste even better, I should imagine. Yep. I'm delighted for you. I'm drinking local tap water. Filtered? I imagine it's been filtered. It comes out the tap. Uh, dear reader, there was a discussion today on our <laughs> chat forum. I gave up the will to live at that point. About about um, soda stream, carbonisation of water. I mean, not just like a dismissed like oh, has anybody you know, but a, a, quite an extensive, involved discussion about soda yeah. stream. Well, I didn't, well, yeah. Johnny. I didn't understand your statement, which was like you can pretend it's a fizzy drink. 
It is a fizzy drink. <laughs> no, I mean, you can pretend it's a fizzy drink that's not water. It is a fizzy you can. drink. It's just mind over matter. You, you, you just think you, it's you a nice drink. Or just have fizz, you know, water. Lovely, normal. If it's, yeah. if it's yeah. cold yeah. and it's fizzy, it could be anything, literally. If you just think I'm drinking a nice fizzy something. So you think that, yeah. that fizzy water can taste like, I don't know, lemonade or something like that. You think, oh, this is a lovely lemonade, when in fact it's just water. Yeah, you can if you... If you that's quite a lot of it. imagination going One on. One of the, the crowning achievements of the modern Western world is fresh water direct from the tap. What I'm thinking, Johnny, is if, if you, by kind of extrapolation, if you can think that fizzy water can taste like, I don't know, lemonade, maybe I can think that ordinary tap water can taste like fizzy water, which yes. can then no, taste like it lemonade. Can't. It can't. Uh, flat tap water is the most boring drink on the planet but if you've got a bit of fizz and it's cold a little bit of fizz it's been double cold. filtered double filter do you actually filter it yourself we've this got, is I've got quality content by the, the way that the, that the Norwegians <laughs> tune in from before <laughs> you've got a filter under the sink got a filter under the sink it's a short bit of it's a replaceable filter that you connect yep, to the yep. piping and then you yep. you then pour the water into a, a filter jug oh, I see Mm-hmm. It's all so, it's all so much easier than going to the shop and buying some fizzy water, isn't it? I mean, that's the that's the main thing. Well, I did do that for a bit, but then I got guilt, felt guilty about the um, plastic. Yeah, there's a, there's an alternative, which is you just drink water out of the tap. It's better for you to not filter it because of the calcium and all the other stuff. London tap water is good for you. Better for you than not the Volvic. Well, a bit of London tap water, isn't it? Hey, hey, Bush, you great big fucking muppet. Right. Um, anyway, let us... Um, uh, do you know what? A, I've lost the will to live. B, I forgot where we were. <laughs> right. Alessandra is going to do a standard move across... She's he- she's heading westward, ho. Uh, heading for the cloud? Oh, no. No. No, not heading for the cloud. She's not... She's, the cloud is north. North. North yeah, by yeah, northeast. Yeah. She's heading directly west towards the opening, but she's just holding back. She's... Position herself between Got dark vision. Uh, yes, she's an elf. Give me a perception check. Um, yeah, give me a perception check. Parker, could you give me a perception check? She gets a twenty-four. Uh, oh dear, that's uh, Alice. A four in total. <laughs> you're heading across this cavern. Mm-hmm. Again, dear reader, if you're thinking of this as an eight, a figure eight on its side, there's cavern on the right, cavern on the left. Alessandra is in the right hand cavern heading towards the left hand cavern Alessandra as you head towards that join between the two caverns you got the sense of there being creatures being quiet lurking and you think that certainly there maybe you might have picked up the sound of something in your cavern kind of tucked away to the north something that might have snuck in and also you got the sense that there are traces creatures multiple signals in the cavern you're you're heading towards now you have dark vision 60 foot up to 60 foot okay so uh, you can see this cavern it's bugraft has seen it already yeah yep. it extends out you can see a sort of cone looking into this cavern mm-hmm. there are multiple rock protrusions from either side there are areas of the cavern there are known unknowns alessandra yes mm-hmm. The right-hand side of the cavern is higher than the left-hand side, and sort of, and there is a slope, so it, like a ramp that yep. leads up to that higher area. There's directly to your right, there is um, an opening that leads back into the cavern that you have been vacating. That may be where you heard that sound from. Oh, uh, okay. 
So that's where I think something might be hiding. Possibly. Well, I mean, it, it's not beyond the realms of possibility when Bugraft threw himself back into your cavern in mm -hmm. order to avoid this, whatever was going on with this, this figure was summoning something and this awful mm -hmm. thing appeared. It's not beyond the realms of possibility that whilst his view was blocked, that something could have snuck its way mm -hmm. in that way. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, the, the rest of my round was to ready an action. To shoot anything that you can see. To shoot anything that I can see or anything that poses a threat. Okay, Parker. Here we go. It's your turn. Can you please give me a, uh, a DC 14 constitution saving throw, please, when you start your round in this cloud? Yes, that was a 13 on the die for 16 to save. Damn, 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 damn. <laughs> oh, 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 well, you're oh. fine in that case. How annoying. Right. What would you like to do? I would like to, first of all, I will take a step northwards out of the cloud. Yes. Anything okay. happen? Um, no, nothing happens. The, okay. I mean, yeah. it, it, the cloud doesn't sort of swipe at you. You can see uh, this. You, you, the passageway that Paul thinks something might have snuck up, you can see the other end of it, and it's opening up in front of you as you get to the northern part of this chamber. Yep. Uh -huh. So there's like a little... There's a little passage formed so, uh, by yes. a rock column that runs around the top northern, the, the north uh, western okay. corner. Okay, well, cabin. I will take. And you're one at one end of it and Paul's at the other. Can I see? Yeah. What do I see when I take one further step? Uh, you around? see something that's uh, shooting at you. That as you step round the corner, <laughs> you reveal to yourself a yes. thing. It's got. It's very wiry, knobbly, knotted. Mm hmm. A uh, strong but wiry, lithe-looking figure with a very dark skin, kind of a greyish purple, mm -hmm. quite pale hair, but not white hair. Maybe elfin, but not an elf. Not an elf or a half-elf or a variant of an elf, but it's mm -hmm. sort of elfin in the sense that it's got lot extended features. Yes? That, does that, that mean not a drow? Not a, not a... Well, you don't really know... What uh, what's a drow? A drow is a, is a dark elf from there's no such thing you've never none of you have ever heard of anything right got it called a drow before that's okay. not something that registers okay we'll take um, your uh, ready action this, then this thing is 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 pointing a crossbow at you it's been waiting it's the best look you've had at one of these things to be honest um it's wearing light black clothing like mm. kind of ni ninja gear and it pings a shot at you hitting armor class uh, uh, hopeless. Um, Twelve, which is not going to be enough. So no. it shoots a crossbow bolt at you as you come around the corner. It looks a little startled, to be honest. What would you like to do now? Uh, well, then I will continue round up, right up to it, yeah. and I will hit it three times. Oh, so the first attack... I mean, I thought that my description might have peaked a little bit of, I don't know, fear, curiosity, you know. Yeah. Worry. Is it a Darrow? Is this, is well, some kind so of the first attack is uh, hits armor class uh, uh, 11 or 12. Armor class 10. Armor class 10 is a miss. That's a miss. And the second attack is armor class 22. Yes. Is a hit. hit. Yeah, absolutely. So that will be uh, six points of damage. Yep. And the third attack is armor class 22 as well. Yes, very uh, annoying. Uh, yeah. That will be um, eight points of damage. Okay. 
Well, oh, you've wounded it. You've wounded it. I mean, not not insignificantly, not massively. Yeah. Right. Um. um yes. Okay. Um, Harker, can you give me a an intelligence check? Another. Now that you're right up close check. to this thing. Right. Uh, that would be a, ooh, an eighteen ooh, well on hello. the dice. Um. With yeah, an eighteen on the dice. I hesitate to describe this to you because I've got an awful feeling that this will not ring a bell. But, <laughs> but, um, the, cl- the now you're up close to it. The mm-hmm. thing that this that this creature personage most resembles is: Do you remember the chapel of Asmodee in the yeah. dark cathedral? Yes. You fought the cultists or the sort yes. of servants or acolytes of the faceless one. The guy they who had not- the weird pouch. Thing. Yeah, and they were humanoids, but they were not mm-hmm. human. They yes. were wiry. They were kind of grey-skinned. This thing's got sort of a touch of grey about its kind of complexion, but it's more purpley. But it, it, it quite strongly resembles those individuals. So it's, okay. we're, we're looking at cultists. Yes. Ebon triad cultists. Triad. 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 The Ebon Triad. Well, I'm not entirely sure that I can use that information in any to my advantage at the moment. No, it was more for something for you to forget later. For colour. Mm. Sure, yeah, you can yeah, see yeah, a bit no, more map. Now forget that what? You move forward a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can go do that. Well, anyway, that's my round. Yeah. Well, you don't have a chance to look at the map in that case. <laughs> <laughs> it's your round ends and you can't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> blind again until yeah. my round comes uh, around again. Uh, and we move on to Sessions Eper. Uh, both of him. Both of him. Well, I had a brilliant, cunning plan. It, it was inspired, but unfortunately Parker has moved. Oh. Spoiling my cunning plan, so I'm going to do it anyhow, but it's not going to be as effective as I thought it would be. Okay. So, uh, bonus build action. Up the anticipation. Yep. I'm going to move... Red sessions. Pretend sessions. Pretend yep. sessions to where real sessions is. Yeah. So the two of you are standing together. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm going to move. Sessions is going to gingerly walk his way into the cavern to the point where he can see Bugraft, Alessandra, and Burple. Well, he can see Alessandra yeah. and Burple, but he can't see Bugraft, who is uh, submerged. But oh. Bugraft actually has found the other front. It's the Has new... he submerged, really? Yes. Yes, he's submerged. He jumped into the pool. He's he's trying to find the Naga. He's trying to find an underwater front. (laughs) So now two of them have screwed my fantastically clever plan. Oh, I see. You were going to do your Motsit, but now you can't because you haven't got Well, I can. They're just... Yeah, it's just less effective. Their problem now. And I'm then going to summon my Spirit Guardians on Red Sessions. Ah. So Red Sessions is going to summon the Spirit Guardians as the, yes. as the as the vehicle for your spell. Yes. Okay. We shouldn't forget that there are noises from things coming up behind us as well on that corridor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Red Sessions, I obviously I nominate myself, Burple, and Alessandra as I can see. Too late. You didn't say that, Graham. Oh yes. dear, big mistake. Yeah. Unfortunately, I was going to nominate Bugraft because I thought I could see him from yeah, there. You can't and nominate Parker. Bugraft. You can't nominate Parker. But otherwise, everybody else is safe from your whirling playing cards of doom. Oh, God. That's the playing cards of doom. If I um, can remove one spell from the cannon. Um, is that you done? Uh, yes, I think that is me done. I'll just give myself a nice little 15-foot aura. Parker, this thing... 
The gassy thing is going to follow me, isn't it? Uh, well, we'll talk about the gassy thing in a minute. This thing in the corridor that you're uh, up against, it drops its crossbow. Ooh. Uh-oh. And it just goes, shit! I haven't got any weapon. No. And it slashes at you with a short sword. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> that ain't a knife. First attack uh, hits armor class. Um, oh, not going to be enough. Second attack is a thirteen hits armor class twenty. Not going to nope. be enough, is it? Okay. Now the cloud. The cloud is going to whiffle its way south towards the others. It does move particularly fast. I'm just going to check. Oh, it's not bad, actually. It actually does move actually pretty fast. <laughs> it is going to go for Sessions or Alessandra. How do you know Alessandra's there? Oh, you're right. Uh, it's going to go for Sessions. Yeah, I was just thinking that I didn't position myself very cleverly there. It flies over to you, Sessions, and settles upon you. Mm. Not much else happens, to be honest. There's the sound of um, motion. I've got to make a couple of saving throws for these guys in the stinking cloud. What's the DC, uh, Dan? Is it 14? Yeah, 14 constitution. Constitution save DC 14. Okay, so, uh, well, the first one makes their save, actually. Second one. Oh, fails. Third one. Uh, Hopeless fail. Okay, well, one of them is okay. They start their round within the Spirit Guardians. So they have to make a save DC 14 Wisdom. Can I check on the radius of those Spirit Guardians? Uh, It's 15 feet. So the shelf is 15 feet up. But I'm assuming that the centre of the spell is the centre of pretend sessions, which is about a foot and a half off the ground, right? Uh, Sessions is about three foot tall, three and a half foot tall as a hobbit. Mm Mm-hmm. So the actual high point of the Spirit Guardians, of the sphere of playing cards, is about 16, 17 feet off the ground. I would say that the one that's very nearest to Sessions on the sh- on the ledge is probably affected, but the other two are probably not. That's what I would say. Because they're already 15 feet up, and one of them is 10 feet away. Yes? And I don't think... I can't be bothered to draw a side diagram of the, the sphere of Guardians, but I don't think that that would be in it. Okay. The first one makes a save. It's a will save. Uh, it may, rolls an 11, getting a total of uh, 15. So it's saved, so it only takes half of the yeah. 12 that I roll. Half of 12? Yep. Uh, yeah, fine. Okay, so, I mean... Well, I mean, you can you can surmise that you've done some damage on it. Yeah. And the cloudy thing that's half within the Spirit Guardians? Uh, the cloudy thing, okay. Well, I'm going to roll, to make you feel better, I'm going to roll some dice. Um, okay. I've rolled some dice. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I've um, made a gesture towards writing something down on a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> the three on the ledge. Only the first one saved the one that took damage from the spirit guardians it is could technically make a ranged attack it knows they know that fake sessions is fake sessions but i'm not sure that they would have been able to follow the switcheroo right because they've been in the cloud yeah so i think that what it would do is it would go for pretend sessions as the nearest target it's still attacking at disadvantage first attack with its crossbow uh well that's going to be a miss so I don't need to roll the second attack. Got me? Yep. Everybody happy with what happened there? Mm-hmm. I mean, not happy, but, you know. That is it for as far as... 
So, very careful here. Bit of Keir Starmer. So far as you know, <laughs> that is it. But I would uh, draw the honourable member's attention to the perception checks made at the end of last session, which revealed motion to your south to back towards the sewers. And I would draw the honourable member's attention to the fact that Alessandra and Bugraft know that there are multiple figures in the other big chamber that you haven't entered. You're just trying to prepare us for the TPK. It is Bugraft's action. Okay, I'm coming up to the surface of the water. Fine. They can't obviously find an Naga in the water. No. Um, I am going to throw my trident of necrotic thing. Your trident of necrotic thing, yep. At the... It's like Tolkien, this, isn't it? Yep. Yes. At the, uh, <laughs> Quality sci-fi. Um, at the thing. You're going to throw your trident of necrotic thing at, <laughs> at the, the thing. thing. At I mean, the you thing. can. It's, you can I, it's, like, it's like Tolkien himself. It's like kind of infesting... <laughs> Uh, I roll this, I'm adding one to this. It's a yeah. three. No, it's an eight. Nine. Nine. Is that a hit? Throwing your trident at the cloud? Yeah. It's a spell. It's a cloud. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen here. Um, it goes through the cloud because it's a cloud. Mm. Um, I mean, does it hit purple? I, I can't. I mean, does it. You're throwing it past. I can't see that it would hit purple because you're throwing it. I presume to miss sessions who's in the cloud. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, the, I'm throwing it um, so it yeah, oh, runs sessions through the, in the cloud. Yeah, sessions is in the cloud, but you can see sessions. So I think you can aim for the bit of the cloud that sessions isn't in. Yes, well, which well, means it probably would Yeah, okay. Down. Well, I mean, you've hit the cloud in the sense that, okay, what's what's the, what's the damage from the from your attack? Am I, do you really need to know, or are you just going to pretend? It's best if I keep writing this stuff down, I think. Pretending to write it down, Jimmy. Okay, it does. So it rolls 11 points of normal damage, and it makes, must make a DC 13 save. Oh, yes, hold up. Let take me take some damage. No, no, let me roll some dice. Roll some dice here. Just okay. Because. And sorry, what was the damage from the, from the other thing? It's another 1d6 necrotic if he takes. Yeah, yeah, what's that then? Another 3. Okay. Um, and it returns I mean, to my hand. Yeah, I mean, your your trident it crackles with necrotic energy. It's possible that when it was passing through the cloud, it, you know... Monumental waste of time. Well, I mean, no, I'm just saying it's possible that when it, when it passed through the cloud that it, it, it did dis- sort of disperse some necrotic crackles into the cloud. That might have been a problem. It's not a but, monument. I mean, it's not, a, it's, not, it's not physical. Your trident just goes through it. Like, it's a cloud of steam, right? There's nothing to... Cloud of poisonous steam damage. It's yeah. it's not a monumental waste of time because I am on my second rage. I need to attack something, otherwise I lose my rage. Ah, oh, <laughs> see, yeah. Yeah. monumental yeah. waste of time. Clever, right? Anything, attack anything, or just does it have to be a creature? Didn't right. you Hostile not attack creature. when you wandered around? Okay. In the I water think for the purposes of your rage, we're going to we're going to say that this cloud is a hostile. No, creature. last round I I did a hit on the cloud and then I went into the water. Ah. This round I throw my trident, come out the water, and I'm just moving. I don't know how much movement I've got. Wow! Left. In a, in a, it, you know what? In a moment of quite extraordinary metagamery, yes, <laughs> I am able to now tell you that this thing must be a hostile creature because your rage has continued. Great. And then I move up to the rock pillar to the west. Yes, the one that's between you and the other big cavern. Yeah. Yep. And um, that's it. I'm still raging, and I'm ready to take up James. my. 
place at the front of the party once again. Herpish, comma, B, full stop. That bit of information is uh, is new. Can I get past this cloud? Um, do you mean if you could press yourself against the wall of the cavern and skirt it? Yes. I would say that that square where you'd basically be... I'd say that the square that you were doing that would be counted as two squares. Call it difficult ground, call it squeezing, call it what you like. Do we want to bunch up in that room with enemies on two sides and in amongst us or do we want to clear our exit route I'm not sure I'm equipped to clear our exit route by myself but I could possibly bung it up Again, I would be very careful talking about clearing exits and bunging <laughs> up around Paul. Yeah. yeah, well, I was, you know, I was trying Evacuation. to... Evacuation. Uh, the, country's, the country's fragile infrastructure is already, already <laughs> a breaking point. Yeah. There was an evacuation. Or at least phone Thames water first, just to warn them. Uh, unfiltered yeah. Thames water is what I drink. Yeah. Oh, my God, Yes. Now I, now I remember why I double filter. <laughs> <laughs> it brings a whole new meaning to the concept of the circle of life, doesn't it, really? <laughs> so what, guys, is our thinking? Do we group up in that room, or do we... <laughs> do we not? I'm just laughing at the idea of Johnny drinking Paul's piss. So <laughs> <laughs> can't concentrate. Um, well... I think the room offers various bits of cover and an ability to control. The thing is, this cloud thing yes. is, 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 is something it? that we can't hit. No, but I think the thing is is that we need to find whoever's cast it and stop them. Well, that's, that's assuming that it's... Have you tried well, presumably throwing some fire at it? I haven't got any fire. <laughs> Parker just completely... Degenerating down to the <laughs> most basic. <laughs> I think. Have you tried throwing fire? Stern words. Have you tried burn? <laughs> Ouchie, I try thump. Well, better to all go down together. I'm going to go one, two, right. three, four, <laughs> five. I mean, in the I'm spirit of evacuations, it's, you know, don't, light, don't. lighting your own. <laughs> right. I'm going to move up the corridor. You're going to skirt that, it. Yeah, I'm going to skirt it round, round in that other passageway. Skirt it. Right. Uh, I'm going to plug that, that passage. No, I'm going yeah, to... Yeah, you're going to plug the passage. You can see the pool ahead of you, the pool that Bugraft was in. There's a... There's a dim green luminescence emitting from the pool. Yeah, which also makes me nervous. The whole yeah. room makes me just you know, not want to be here. But, <laughs> but you know, needs must. I'm just this wondering. I put loads of stuff behind you so you can't leave. Yeah, that's great. Um, it's called railroading. So I have an action. Kettling. Do we think? <laughs> do we think there is a invisible creature in here or not? Well, it's either a creature in the mist or controlling the direction of the mist because it's going, it's not walking randomly, is it? No, but isn't the mist a creature? Haven't we, we established that the mist is a creature because Bugraft's Bug rage is still going because he tried to attack the mist? Mm. Well, it doesn't necessarily need, the mist needs to be a creature, but the mist is dangerous. It's. Yeah, but the point is, if it's looking being around for some other source, yeah. if something else is controlling it. Yeah. It's not necessarily the right so, course. We need to yeah. basically affect it directly. I've got oh, dissonant yeah. whispers, stop, and that's or it. stop the source. Mm -hmm. What source? It is the source. What source? Hot source. I don't understand what you're saying. Anyway, 
You, you need to mm. catch up with the rest of us, Lucas. <laughs> the Cloud King was summoned by oh, some terrible. drow priestess or something in the next room. Does that mean that by that, that killing the, the, the priestess kills the creature? I think so, maybe. Creature. I'm going to go into that room next and start attacking odd, things. Odd globular mass with the eye on it, and then that globular mass disappeared and we had the cloud. And what we don't know is whether, as Mike pointed out earlier, whether this globular mass emitted the cloud and has now slinked off somewhere else, or whether it turned into the cloud. This is just the kind of conversation <laughs> only have. Yeah, what indeed. an extraordinarily strange game this is. Right. <laughs> I'm going to go invisible. Okay. Which means that the stinking cloud winks out. Ah, because it's a concentration spell. Yeah. And Isn't the stinking cloud being slightly useful? Is it? Do we think it's being useful? It's blocking up the rear passage, isn't it? No, it's just blocking up the, 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 oh, top, on, the top on the, mm. on the shelf. Mm. And they, all it's doing is stopping them from being able to fire. The elves on the shelves are in trouble. Basically, what they're likely to do is fire at your at your, at your double. Yeah. If that even, even is your double. Um, so, basically, the, the mist is that the fog is not really doing anything anymore. I mean, it sort of is. But if, if I go invisible, then I can sneak around into the main room and try and find the source of this. Sure. Thing. That's all I'm thinking. Or I could do see invisible. What do you think? See invisible and the fog cloud keeps going, so I defer it around. I'll do see invisible. Sod it. You're doing see invisible. See invisible. Okay. Yeah. Casting see invisible. So the fog cloud is still there. Got it. And I'm not invisible. And you can see invisible things? Yes. You can't see any invisible things with your invisible sight. That was a mistake. I mean, where you're standing now, you can't see any visible things. Yeah, yeah, you can, yeah. 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 Alessandra, it's time for your moment. Do you want to maintain your ready in action, or do you want to do something? Uh, Alessandra's going to do something. Still stealthily, she's going to run around past the opening into the other chamber, but up the passage, and... Um, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. She's going to try and... She's going to basically... A pincer movement on the one that Parker is fighting. Exactly. As you do so... Yeah. As you run past the entrance to the cavern... Mm -hmm. You can clearly kind of cast a quick glance to your left as you do so. What you can see is that there is some sort of pen with some rather mangy livestock in it that's immediately to the left of the entrance into the cavern, to your yes. south. And that there is mm. a... There's kind of a couple of alcoves that you're not sure what might be within them off to the or off to your right as you look into the cavern. Yes. You can also see right to the back of the cavern now. This is all in dim light because your dark vision gives you dim light. What you think is that there may be, uh, Alessandra, in the bottom left-hand corner of this other cavern, as you quickly glance into it as you run past the entrance, there may be a way out. And in that way out just an opening, some sort of little passageway, there may have been a figure dimly lurking in the shadows. Yeah. The very sa the central southern, this yeah. sounds like TV, this sounds like ITV regions, the central southern section of the of the cavern, there is a an iron gate slash door set into a set of iron railings, which mm -hmm. is blocking off the bottom, but you don't know what's going on past there. There's just dim shadow. Yep. That's at six o'clock. That's at six. Uh, that's at six o'clock. But at eight o'clock, yeah. there may be an opening, and in that opening, there may be something lurking. I think that's weird. Yeah, yeah. That's that's loads. Right. What do you want to do? You want to? I'm um, gonna bash. So you you're changing weapons? 
Uh, I'm not going to change weapons. I have two weapons. I have my crossbow and my oh, of course, here. of course. So I will start with the crossbow. Uh, hitting arm class 23. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, doing seven points of damage. Yep. And I also have a sneak attack damage, which gives us another 15 points of damage. Yep. And then I have a oh, rapier attack. Yeah. Hitting arm class 23. Yeah, also hit. Doing 11 points of damage. Well, I mean, you've I mean, you, you, you've bloodied the bloody thing. You've oh, bloodied I, it. I bloody well, I hope so. Um, that was, yeah, that was quite significant. Wow, that's quite a lot of damage output from Alessandra, I have to say. Oh, uh, Parker, your turn. Right, well, hopefully I can finish it off. I'm going to attack it again well, three I mean, times. Is that appropriate? Okay, yeah. Oh, Ooh. 20. Parker, thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> Never fails to amuse. It's been a long day. <laughs> nope. Would you like Critical hit, savage attack, 3d8 plus okay. 3. And Parker's choosing not to gamble. No, no, sorry, not plus 3, plus 2. 3d8 plus 2. Mm-hmm. There's the 3. Oh, God, oh, it terrible. turns out that Seven Parker plus made two is nine terrible miscalculation. Damage. Terrible miscalculation from Parker. Mm, nine nine points of damage. Should have gambled, should have gambled, oh, dear. <laughs> Let's draw back the curtain. And sh yes, you would have killed the creature. Um, Not the second attack. So nine points of damage, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, all, it's all safe here in my pocket. Yep. Is a 22, which I believe was a hit. That's a hit, last yep. time. So that's another uh, five points of damage. Mm -hmm. And the unarmed strike is a miss. Well, I mean, it wasn't looking well, and now it looks less well, but I mean... If you thought that you were going to, you know, put it on his ass, you were in dreamland situation. <sighs> okay. Sessions, could you please give me a constitution saving throw, DC 14, and you really want to make this Yeah, I thought you might say that. Not very good at saving throws. Let's see where we get to. I roll a three on the dice. So oh, you've I, got your luck and I, you've got your ought dice since we're in a new session. Yeah. yeah. Or will, you could choose just to take the consequences. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that. I okay. think I will um, I will use my ought dice. Okay, so you're going to re-roll that d20 and add a d6. Ooh, 15 oh, plus d6 okay. is going to be enough. Uh, what would you like to do with your turn? First of all, mm -hmm. red sessions mm -hmm. is going to climb up the escarpment. Yes. Red Sessions doesn't... Does is that just imaginary in the sense yeah, that you just illusion, direct him to... I just direct him to climb up the wall. What's this spell called of yours? It's called uh, Invoke Duplicity. <sighs> invoke DM Annoyance. Okay, so I could just move it onto the ledge so that it's... Um, yes, yes. They're all in it now. They're all in it and it's covering our rear. Um... Yes. And then I think I will, uh, the other version of Sessions, I'm going to... The real uh, Sessions. Real yeah. Sessions. Yeah. Uh, are going to run away, obviously. Um, but in which direction are you going to run? Because away is a relative concept. Just ask Bugraft. Well, I'm going to move up to, up to next to Uncle Ouch. Buggy. Up here. Ouch. I know Uncle Buggy's brave. Right, okay. You're going to go to the place where you think you're... <laughs> you're looking for the place where you think there must be the least danger. And so you're running towards Uncle Buckraft. Oh, that's a bit, bit that's low. That's cold, bit low. cold, cold. 
Um, in fact, I can, I'm going to move right up to the top because I'm going to move, move in my round. Doesn't even want to be with Bugraft. So, okay. Um, yeah. Is that you done? That's me done. Okay, it is Uncle Buggy. Uncle Buggy, Uncle Buggy. Uncle what Buggy gonna is do? saying, nobody's going to take me alive and run into <laughs> the room to the west. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Your job is to say. What do I see? So you're running straight into the Well, of the I, I'm going to react to what I see, but I'm mm. essentially Yeah, running. okay. When you when you do that bug graft, you trigger a series of um, readied actions. The first readied action you trigger is from something which is going to appear on the map now that fires a, a crossbow bolt at you, hitting armor class uh, 23. Yeah. For... Uh, you take the following damage. You take a d6 plus 4 piercing damage. Here it comes. You take uh, 5 points of damage. Can you make a dc13 constitution saving throw? Okay, so I just take 2 damage because I'm raging. Yes, absolutely. And then the, the dc13 constitution saving throw is against what? It's against a point. It's against poison. It's poison. I don't think I've got any. I mean, you're already poisoned, aren't you, Bugraft? Uh, oh, I forgot about that. Well, I hadn't. But let's worry about that in a minute. So I can't get it, poisoned twice, can I? Well, let's get into that. Let's just see what you roll. It's possible that by failing by a sufficiently large n- number... Ooh. <laughs> uh, with a three... Constitution. 13, DC 13 constitution save. That's 15. Uh, so it's five. Eight. Slightly Eight. different. Yeah, it's 15 five. or 5. Is that a 5? You have failed by 5 or more. Orch dice. Which is what I was trying to establish. Orch dice. Um, you are... You fall unconscious. Right. I'm using my orch dice. Okay. Um, you roll the d20 again. DC 13 constitution save. I'm just trying to find out if my barbarian thing helps. don't think it does. Path of the Tome Warrior. Take as long as you need. No, I, I'm going to use my decision dice. Okay, so you re- re-roll that d20, initial d20, and you can add a d6. Oh, well, oh, 9, so 11, 11 plus another d6, d6. another 2. Oh, yes, it's made it. Okay. 17. But there's another shot, Pugraft, from another one that's going to appear on the map now. Just tucked around behind that boulder. It attacks, rolling a 19, hitting armor class 26. For yeah. a D6 plus four piercing damage, five points of piercing damage. Okay, so that's two. And another DC 13 constitution save. You really, if you fail it, you're still poisoned, but you don't want to fail by more than five. I think we've established that. Ooh. Uh, six. You collapse unconscious. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we don't need to worry about what the rest there of what happens. There must be something that can help me. <laughs> well, there must be, yes, but what? Mm. Burple. Burple is going to. I mean, what you, Burple, you can't, you couldn't see any of that because you're, there's a right. big rock pillar in between you and the cavern. You saw Bugruff. You heard Bugruff go, "Nobody's going to take me alive." Yeah. And then, then you hear a sort of thump as he falls and over. And you hear him, and then you hear the sound of him being taken alive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cast invisibility on myself. Okay, removing the stinking cloud. Yeah. So I'm moving out from my uh, hiding place in that little corridor now that I'm invisible, crossing that little stream and moving up the corridor towards the main chamber where Bugroft met his doom. And what can I say? Yeah. I, I imagine from there I could probably see him. 
Yeah, you can see Bugraft. He's lying on the ground. There's a there's one of these strange grey purple oddity humanoid people standing over him yeah. with a crossbow. You can see you've got dark vision sixty foot. I've got dark vision sixty foot, yes. And you can see invisible. And I can see invisible. Not that that's particularly relevant. You can see no, another one uh, tucked away at the top. There's a sort of ramp that runs up on the right-hand side of this cavern. Bugrass is at the base of the ramp. Uh, towards the top of the ramp, where it flattens out, you can see another one. Yeah. Um, you're, that's it. That's what you can see. Okay. Thank you. I'm done. Um, okay. And we move on to Alessandra. Well, I very much doubt I'll be as lucky again, but we'll give it a go. Mm-hmm. So starting with a crossbow. Mm-hmm. Hitting arm class 18. Uh, 18 is a hit. Excellent. Doing nine points of damage. Nine points of damage. So rapier attack. Ooh, arm class 10. Is a miss. What about that? No sneak, sneak attack, attack from the crossbow? I'll do that. That does 15 points of damage. Another 15. Okay. I mean, it's looking really pretty ropey. Okay. Parker? I mean, you've got a chance. It's looking... Yeah. Oh, let's see. First attack... Uh, is a 17. 17 is a miss. Oh, <laughs> is it? It is a miss. It's a I thought they were um, I thought they were armor class 17, but they're not. Right. Second attack. That's a 19. That'd yeah, that, a is That's that, a that is a hit. That is a hit. That will be seven points of damage. Yep. Still standing. Oh, God. And yeah, finally, yeah, yeah. strike. Oh, it's a miss. Well, <sighs> it's a miss. Last thing, I think, um, Graham, I need to do the damage for the saving throws for the pretend sessions in his spirit guardians, right? Yes. First one rolls 12. What's the DC? 14. That's a save. Second one uh, fails. Third one. Uh, fails. So, what was the damage? What's the damage, John? The damage is uh, Spirit Guardians. Ooh, 15 points of radiant damage saved to half. Okay. Um, radiant, sir. Radiant, sir. Oh, look over oh. your shoulder, sir. You're in no position to know how much damage is being done. But, yep. But okay. I'm, I'm faithfully uh, noting. Okay. The damage that's but now done. It's, it's fine there. And then the real sessions, I think, will uh, step round the corner towards where he saw Parker go. Yes. Edge his way round there. And when you do, you can see Parker and you can see past him. You can see one of these creatures. Okay, and I'll do uh, Toll the Dying on the creature. And it rolls a will a wisdom save. It gets a 16. That's safe. It's a save. Is there no damage? No damage. Okay. That would be my uh, go. Okay. And it's then Purple. Yes. The creature standing next to Bugraft interacts with Bugraft as a freely as an object. Yes. And starts dragging him out of your field of view towards the south. You can't see the southern part of the cavern. Um, He's going to be fed to the animals. But he's being dragged away. That's That's the first thing. And I will obviously as a result um, obscure Bugraft and this creature from you the second thing that happens it's like Deadwood they're feeding him to the pigs yeah yeah he's, is he's that an appetizer. Uh, the green mist continues its journey south so uh, Burple you see it or I mean I don't know how you see it. I mean uh, there's no facing in this game so I presume that you notice that where it was sort of lurking where it 
recently been kind of trying to sort of smother sessions yeah yeah it just heads off to the south and none of you know where it has gone because uh, can you see through the eyes of no so none of you know where it's gone no Mm. you also hear the sound nobody's trying to be quiet purple from the from the direction that passage where to the south this yes to the south where this green kind of mist has gone has headed off you hear the sound of, of uh, definitely the sound of movement now. The sound of probably of, of multiple of multiple signals, two, three things potentially uh, moving around. Um, Not the, any shouts of pain or anything like that. No, no, and it seems to be coming from further south because you can also see um, scuttling down the, um, the, the, the the from this ledge these uh, these others, the creatures that were being that are in the spirit guardians. Now they need to make uh, saving throws. First one uh, saves. Second one uh, fails. Third one uh, saves. So um, Graham, you need to give me an, um, a set of damage for those people. Ooh, yep. Nine saved half. Nine saved half. Okay, so and I'm going to make some athletics checks as well. That again, you can't see any of this, but you can hear purple. You can hear the sound of these things um, basically repelling down this um, down this shelf or rather down this cliff yeah from the shelf yeah okay well starting with the first one second one third one um you don't know you can hear a kind of a couple of oofs and a bit of kind of scuffling and a bit of kind of it doesn't sound like they made um a, a kind of a perfect gymnast's job of it right it sounds like there was a bit of kind of chaos as they got themselves to the to the base right but it does sound like they've all landed so that you can hear them in the corridor this green mist has gone into that corridor and further away you can hear more movement down there okay just at the uh, point where the um where the two caverns meet something happens a figure steps around the corner of a little abutment a little obscurement up on the raised area of the cavern purple you can see her she looks like the other can you give me an intelligence check purple 19 19 okay 19 you definitely think that this figure very much resembles one of these strange humanoids in the chapel of asthma day and what springs into your mind is not so much the idea that these people were cultists they were cultists, cultists of Asmodee, cultists of the Ebon Triad, it doesn't really matter. What what pops into your mind is a memory of something that Hesty said, which was that when you described those figures to him all that time ago, I mean, four, five days ago at least, <laughs> <laughs> that he was very interested because that matched the description of the creatures that are meant to live at the base of the barrier cliffs in the lands yeah. that wait. And that is what sort of creeps into your mind. That's creeping into your mind as this figure extends her pointed finger towards the junction of the two caverns and utters something and brings into being at the very kind of junction point, the the kind of axis of all of the points around there, a cloud of insects that just kind of goes and fills all of that space and we will find out how those insects affect you and how bitten you get Uh, next week how bitten you get bloody swarm Jesus swarm of insects 
Billowing Hilltop podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Hall of Harsh Reflections and Age of Worms are copyright by The Hall of Harsh Reflections was written by Jason Bullman. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening! In a world headed for disaster, five strangers with mysterious pasts are thrown together by the winds of fate to try to stop the unseen forces that threaten to destroy their world. Join Creval, a dragonborn with no memory and no past, who is the first of the barbarians of the mountains to be seen in a thousand years. Cotter, a penniless paladin, running from something or someone in his past. No one the only tiefling monk the kingdom has ever seen, who has been expelled from his monastery for reasons he has not revealed. Adri, his monastic companion who hides some deep dark secret she cannot reveal, and Arlen, once a simple farmer, until some mysterious event manifested sorcerous powers in him. They must travel the length and breadth of the kingdom of Faro, searching for the disparate clues that will help them unravel the mystery of the failing of their land while trying to hold together the unraveling threads of society's weave threatening to come apart at any moment. They will have to battle nature, plague, politics, and even the forces of the underworld as they attempt to discover and defeat whoever, or whatever, is attempting to poison their world and throw it into chaos. Relic of the Past is a novel-length story told via a clean, custom, 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons game. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever fine podcasts are found, and at poolmedia.podbean.com.